You're listening to Impact Is Own, your home for the latest news, analysis, and opinions on Michigan State men's basketball with your hosts, Trent Valley, Luke Sloan, and Brendan Shabath. Welcome into the Impact Is Own, Luke Sloan, Trent Valley, Brendan Shabath. This is your home for Michigan State men's basketball. Your boys. And we are fired up today. It is wet. Understatement, Sloan. Trent is rolling. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I already told these guys, I said, because we're about to hit the road for Indianapolis yes. right after this. And it I told Wednesday, these guys. Wednesday, March 9th, and we are on the move. On the way here to beautiful Holden Hall, I told Brendan and Sloan, I said, guys, you're going to hate me by about the two and a half hour mark in this trip because I can't stop talking. It's March. The sun is shining. I am dripping in madness right now. Let's add I, some... And I know Bre- Brendan is probably oh. on... 15 Conference right tournament now. season. Yes. He's I'm, probably been watching college basketball for the last four days nonstop. I've Even when games scheming. aren't on, you're watching replays. I don't know if you guys saw my tweet last night. I've been scheming on how to be lazier and consume more basketball. <laughs> because <laughs> I, That sounds I, like a great spring break. Happy spring up, break, by the way. I did, I did a lot of spring cleaning the last two days. Every inch of my apartment that is a shared living space or belongs to me did you have is help? now clean. No. I, all of my roommates are gone. I did it all by myself. Wow. So, you. you know what? They owe you a beer they or do. eight when when they get yeah. back because the, you had to do all that by yourself. But but I was thinking last night as I'm sitting there eating a McDonald's chicken sandwich and watching the <laughs> WCC and Summit League finals while the first round of the ACC tournament is on. Like Shout out NC why, State and Clemson. Why am I flipping back and forth between these two games that are both close and started at the exact same time, how is there no reasonable way for me to watch these both at the same time? Like, you, like there's you know, NFL Red Zone. How has no one you created that for college basketball yet? You know, this is funny that you said that last night because I had a conversation with my parents last night. I said, the next place I live, I'm going to have two TVs. Because on nights like last night, I was like, I was at home last night, and I was like, man, there's like eight different things I want to be watching right now. Yeah. I was like, the next place I go, two TVs. And my parents made fun of me for it. But then you tweeted that out like an hour after I said two TVs. Oh, we, it's a- the Impact Is Own podcast wants to consume the March hoops going on. Look, right I now. was also home last night, Sloan. Home as in beautiful Granville, Michigan. Shout and out. I have nice to thank, area. I have to thank my brother Brock for, you know, who loves college basketball more than he loves me because he had four screens going, and I don't oh even have to worry goodness. about it. When I'm Why home, Why didn't you invite I Brendan and I over? Yeah. You could have oh, solved our problem. You could have had a watch party. We would have driven over. to the west side. Come on over to the west side. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Next time, we'll take you up on that. We are locked in. That's the bottom line. So let's add some context. Like I said, we're recording here on Wednesday, March 9th. Today is the first day of the Big Ten tournament. We have two games going on today at 6 30 we have nebraska northwestern and at right after that we have minnesota penn state from gainbridge field house not bankers life field house in indianapolis indiana the ghost of bankers life right after we record this podcast it will be posted immediately to impact 89 fm.org slash sports apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast but right when we're done doing that we're getting gas Coffee, perhaps, and we're driving straight <laughs> down what, to that's Indiana. That's the last thing Trent needs right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. another coffee. He's His got a coffee right now. Triple so, shot. No free ads. I'm not going to say the brand name. No free ads. Re- a blue and white goddess of the a particular sea. beautiful woman who is somehow beautiful with even long though hair she's cartoon. and a and a crown. Yeah. 
But right after this podcast, we're headed down to the Big Ten tournament. So we are. We have a we have a full Big Ten tournament preview on deck here. We are going to go through the entire bracket, which has been put together by the Big Ten. We're gonna consensus podcast pick these games. So we have to barter. We it have could to, take five minutes. It could take twenty. We have to. I think more like twenty, in my opinion. But yeah. we have to lobby. We have to share a little bit. But before then, we're gonna get into all things Michigan State and the Spartans. Did indeed end their season on a winning note. The last time we podcast podcasted what was before Ohio State. They obviously lost that game. Shout out to Julian Mitchell and Natalie Kerwin for joining us on the podcast pre-Ohio State. We predicted wins, you and I, Trent. I think you predicted a loss. No, Brendan. we all said win. Oh, you said a all win against, against Ohio State? Yeah, I think so. All so we five were all, of us. All five of us were incorrect. So shame I, on us, but that's all I right. I thought we were going to see the Ohio State team that absolutely gifted Michigan uh, for sure at large NCAA They waited one game. Instead, to, we didn't. They waited one game to have that performance. I we lost saw, so much money we on that. We saw E.J. Liddell <laughs> be a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate for one yeah. more night. I will say great. this. I will say this, and maybe this can be a segue, Sloan. The way hindsight's twenty twenty, but it did play out perfectly given that Tom Izzo broke the record at, at home, home in front yeah. of you know the senior day crowd. It was incredible. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Ohio State too much. It was almost a week ago. It was you know, and if we if we talked about it's Ohio State, game. we would talk about all of the things that Michigan State does in losses, turnovers. Letting offensive slow rebounds start. up, slow starts, minimal effort and energy, bad shooting. Like we you go down the list. We just named everything they did. Yeah, that's Ohio all. State. That's all. Yeah. Move on. So that's in the past. This past Sunday, just a few days ago, the three of us were back in action at the Breslin Center. Tom Izzo earned number six sixty-three, officially passing Bobby Knight for all-time wins leader in Big Ten history, and the Spartans earned win number twenty on the season on Senior Day in East Lansing. A 77-67 final over Maryland. They got their 20th win of the season, too, which is important. Some predictors, some metrics said that that kind of was the final cherry on top for their tournament resume. Some could have said it was Purdue, but either way, win number 20 definitely felt good. Michigan State was paced by 17 from Malik Hall in 22 minutes, which was a welcome sight. Tyson Walker had a good shooting day, 13 Bingham had a double-double, 12-11, and 11, and Gabe Brown had 10 points on perhaps his senior day. The Spartans celebrated four seniors, Michael Peterson, Joey Hauser, Marcus Bingham Jr., and, of course, Gabe Brown. But they sent him off in a good way. They got uh, that number 20 win. They got a good feeling going into the postseason. And Tom Izzo now sits up alone over Bobby Knight. So really, overall, Trent, just a uh, and, and the three of us were there, too. Just a, a feel-good day at the arena and in, in East Lansing, I believe. Yeah, it definitely was. You could pick your poison as to what you were celebrating. Like you said, Sloan, you definitely sure up your tournament resume. You don't have to sweat out on Selection Sunday at all whatsoever now, even though I didn't. none of us thought you had to beforehand, but whatever. Tom Izzo obviously getting his record and, and, and shedding a few tears. It was awesome. And then, of course, these seniors. And... You know, the the old question of how are you going to remember these seniors? Well, you know. Like they they went, went out with a win. They so. went out with a win. They've been to a Final 20 Four. 20-win season after a, a wretched season last year. Horrible. You lost in the first four last year. But, look, uh, this this group has persevered through a lot, and I think that, you know, the, the rest is still unwritten, to quote a great song from, I think, Feel the rain on your skin. Um, yes. So Fantastic. Uh, a song of our generation. No one else yes, can feel is. it for you, Trent. No one can. But Only my, you can let it in. My big takeaway, Marcus Bingham, hats off. I thought he was exceptional. He's got to put together a full – 40 minutes, I think, because, you know, obviously he didn't score in the second half. But 
setting the tone, coming out and really just setting the tone against a Maryland team that you're better than. You know, uh, the Spartans, you know, drew up that play right away for him to alley-oop dunk eight seconds into the game, and then you never trade. Three three-pointers so, in the first 15 minutes? Yeah, I mean, How he's about just that? pulling yeah. and stuff, and when, when that's going down, it's fun to watch. So, a couple other props to those guys. A couple other shout-outs, too. Julius Marble, eight points and 11 minutes off the bench. That's kind of the Julius Marble everyone knows and loves around here. Michigan State shot 47% in the 10-point win over Maryland, 39% from three, which is about their season average. 14 turnovers, which is better considering what they usually do. Well, only three in the first half. Which was very important as well. They out-rebounded Maryland. They had more points off the bench. They had more points in the paint. They had more fast-break points. They never trailed, and 21 assists on 27 made baskets isn't the worst either. So this was an end-to-end win, Brendan, for Michigan State. And it was just kind of what the doctor ordered, like, like Trent and I were talking about. Get that good feeling back. Get some rest here. The guys you needed to play well did play well, and and there was a lot to celebrate, like Trent said. Yeah, with senior night, with it being Izzo's 663rd win, with it being the last home game of the season, it felt like a good hard reset for Michigan State going into uh, the Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament. That win over Purdue was fun, but it was followed by two very disappointing losses. And two losses that really aren't that bad on the road to two good teams, two tournament teams in Michigan and Ohio State. But this was a game that Michigan State needed to win. You would have liked to see them win it in the fashion that they won the first half and, and kind of maintain that. A 20 at halftime. Yeah, maintain that 20-point lead. Don't let Maryland back in. I mean, Maryland got as close as three at one point. Yeah. And then State was quickly back up 10, and it was kind of sealed at that point with about three or four minutes left. But – it was, a, it was a really good, energetic performance from everybody, it seemed like. And I was really impressed with Tyson Walker's play, 13 points, five assists, zero turnovers, despite Michigan State as a team, as we mentioned, having 14 turnovers. So the fact that he held on to the ball, I thought he was a calming uh, presence. I thought he got to his spots pretty well. Um, and I think that bodes well for the, the coming weeks. Credit to Maryland, like you said, Brendan. They started the second half after being down 20 at halftime, 46-26 to 26 on a 10-0 run to cut it to 10. Michigan State would then go on a 10-0 run of their own to get it back to 20, but then Maryland would later get it down to 3 after what almost felt like an epic collapse from Michigan State. Weird second half. A lot yeah. of that was due in part to Eric Ayala, the senior and, and leader of this Maryland team. 19 points, 17 of them are in the second half yeah. on five three-pointers. It was just like Jacob Grandison with his five in the first half when Illinois built their big lead. And yet somehow Michigan State is the number one three-point yep. defense yeah. in the Big Ten. And now State's got to face him again on neutral court. I told uh, I told my dad this yesterday because I was doing a little bit of prep for Michigan State-Maryland first-round Big Ten tournament matchup. And I said, Dad, what if I told you that Michigan State – is the number one three-point shooting team and the number one three-point defense team in the Big Ten. And he was like, wow. You'd think they'd be, have that double buy and be a top yep. four. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what you would think. But I want to talk about one thing uh, over this 77-67 win over Maryland. Obviously, these two teams will face off again in the Big Ten tournament first round Thursday, which is tomorrow, we record on a Wednesday, 6.30 p.m., 6 o'clock pregame show on WDBM and impact89fm.org slash listen live. Number 10, Maryland versus number 7, Michigan State. So these teams will face off again. But Michigan State went back to their oh-so-familiar starting lineup that they had for the first 75% of the season of Marcus Bingham Jr., Hauser, Max Christie, Tyson Walker, and then the one person I'm forgetting, which would be Gabe Brown. 
But the classic starting lineup, they, they provided some energy very early, really running hard on the break. Bingham, got they got him involved early. They got Hauser involved early. But obviously, A.J. Hogard's uh, illness situation probably got him out of the starting lineup for the main reason Izzo felt good about pulling the string in Bingham. But it felt kind of refreshing to see that lineup start. I do think that's probably their best starting five in terms of what they bring you to start a game. Obviously, that's nothing against Malik Hall, who's going to come in right away, as well as Hogard. But I think headed into March, headed into, headed into tournament time, it felt pretty refreshing for me to see that starting lineup start the game and start it well. And if I were Izzo, I would maintain that starting lineup because, once again, the Marbles and, and Hogards and Akins and Halls of the world, you're going to make a line change before the under-16 timeout. So it's not like they're not going to get their due. But I like that moving forward. You don't have to overthink it. I mean, you you nailed it, Sloan. Like, in the middle of the season, we kind of hit this bump in the road where it was like, oh, my God, like, do we start Malik Hall? Do we start Tyson Walker? Or do, do we throw him on the bench? Like, it's like you don't really have to overthink it. Like, Tyson Walker, in my opinion, is the better point guard. It's close, but he's also the better scorer. So, like Brendan likes to say, get out in front. Like, just put your scores in to start, you know, and then you bring in your stabilizer in Malik Hall and your perimeter defense and Jaden Akins and, and Julius Marble, your post-scoring, as opposed to Bingham's defense. Like, you you balance these things out. So you're exactly right, Sloan, with the line change, the way it works. I like this starting five a lot. Plus, Brennan, too, I think Malik Hall struggled in the starting lineup a little bit of late. He comes off the bench. He's a great bench guy. Oh, completely. He's a spark plug off that bench. He really kind of takes it personally, and, man, for some second-team forwards, like Julian Reese, for example, for Maryland, wow, that's a tough, tough cover, and he got 17 to lead Michigan State in this game. I think one of the things with Malik Hall, though, is that he's a guy who can greatly benefit from getting going early, and the, those four minutes in a 40-minute game are a large fraction of the game in the grand scheme of things for how often a player is going to touch the ball and get the opportunity to score and how many weapons Michigan State in particular has. I was listening to J.J. Reddick's podcast, Luke, that you and I talked about a while back, The Old Man and the Three. And Good I was podcast. Fantastic podcast. I was listening to the Chris Paul episode, though, and um, for Chris Paul, he talked about how through the first you know couple years of his career in New Orleans – he always played the entire first quarter. And so what that would give him the opportunity to do is focus on facilitating for the first few minutes and then get himself going and get himself in a rhythm in the final 10, 8, 4 minutes of a quarter. Now with Oklahoma City and Houston and L.A. and Phoenix and these other teams that he's on, he gets taken out earlier in the quarter and he'll sit for the final few of the quarter. So he has to get going offensively earlier, and it feels like a little bit more of a forced issue. And I think, obviously Malik Hall is no Chris Paul, and he doesn't facilitate the way Chris Paul does. But I think there are some similarities here in the fact that it's about when you can start getting in that rhythm. So maybe Malik Hall doesn't start the game four for four in the first ten minutes in the starting lineup, but if he can make one or two shots, get to the free throw line, see the ball, go at the basket, that might set him up better for later in the game. And, and he can already be in that rhythm early in the second half where Michigan State tends to kind of get stagnant and, and, and kind of stutter a little bit. Um, but I do like Walker being a scoring guard first. Uh, I think Hogard presents more of a uh, uh, an ability as a passer. Um, he's done a really good job, in, as we've mentioned, in his assist-to-turnover ratio lately. But Hogard too, can... 
be like a de facto spark plug for them where he's not going to come in off the bench every single game and get you five quick points or whatever, but he has that ability. And the times that he's done it, it's worked out well in the end for Michigan State. So Tempo, I do, too. I mean, he just yeah, comes in and pushes it. I, 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 I do like where they're at right now, but I, I wouldn't mind some experimenting with essentially the starting five they had, except you switch Hall and Hauser. But I, I think at this point, there's no sense in changing the lineup. Right. It made it made sense to do it before. When you lost five in a row yeah, or whatever. Before the yeah. Purdue game, it, it made sense, and it worked. But at, at this point, postseason, it, it's kind of like getting on the golf course. Like, you know, When you're on the range, you can work on every swing mechanic you want. When you're on the course, you have to go out with what swing you have. Great and you analogy. can't try to change it. So the starting lineup that you've had – for 25 games of the year worked out rather successfully in the most part, especially in the first half of the season. It's what Tom Izzo believes in his best mind are the five best players that play the best together. So that's who should start the game. When you're in the postseason, it's too late to make those changes and have that stuff going on between your team. You need to just put the best five that play the best when they're together out there. Roll the balls out, man. I think there's something to to kind of be said about Hall's fit in that second team because he kind of plays a quote-unquote small ball four because Akins will be in the game at the three. Christie usually stays in because he logs the most minutes on this team and then obviously Hogart will come in. I think there's something that has to be said about it seems like when Hall and Brown play together there's not enough space for both of them as opposed to when you have big time minutes with Hall and Akins on the floor together which Michigan State has done a lot this season. Hall's got a little bit more room to operate. They space the floor a little bit better. I think that could be a sneaky reason, too, why that second team really has some success because the, the way they space it is really good, especially with Marble at the five as well, who you know can step out and make jump Great shots. Great mid-range shooter. Oh, Seriously. fantastic. And long hook shots as well, yeah. like he, like he yeah, broke out 20, against Maryland. 20-foot hook shots. That was, that was wild. That was, that was like prime shack. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Hogard, too, because I think it's pretty clear to me, and I think another reason why Walker was in the starting lineup against Maryland is Hogard is clearly still laboring a little bit and getting back up to full speed after that. He said he feels that. 100%, though. Man, does he look 100 that immediate though? availability. I don't know. I, I, I didn't wake up early enough to go to practice. I meant to. And then <laughs> 12. I woke up at like 1, and I was like, oh, that was like two hours ago. Damn. The last sample size that the three of us got was Sunday against Maryland. Four points in 12 minutes, two assists, which is not A.J. Hogard-like at all. Seemed to be a little bit of a step slower. He was against Ohio State as well. He didn't play at all in the second half against Michigan. He should be good to go come Thursday. I would expect that. Like you said, Brendan, he said that himself. But I think another reason why the change was made, and I think, Trent, you agree, is that he he definitely seemed, at least in that Maryland game, even though that's likely behind him now, that he was still kind of going through that illness and getting back up to speed. Well, sure. And, you know, we've kind of talked about it at length here, so I don't want to go into it too much. But I just like... You know, even put that aside, I just like Tyson Walker to start the game for all the reasons Brendan laid out. He's just a better shooter. I think he's the best shooter on the team. Uh, I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree with that, but I think Tyson Walker's he's got a. I think he's got to be a lot more assertive in shooting the basketball because he still does. There were still shots he left on the floor against Maryland. I mean, it is just since he. I think it was like what game was it specifically when he went to Illinois? It might have been Illinois, but since then. 
there's been some sample size where he's been shooting like 58% from three or something like that. Like I mean, he, he's shooting that almost on the year, I yeah, think. Yeah, and he but, just he just doesn't attempt too many of them. Like, shoot the ball, Tyson. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think you bring up an interesting point about Tyson Walker possibly being the best shooter on this team. A lot of people are going to bring up Gabe Brown. And, 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 that's, and Christy, and that's too. Like, on paper, that's what people would think, or even yeah, Hauser. But, 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 like... but I'd be willing to bet in, in, in an open gym behind closed doors that fans and us media members don't see it's probably a close contest and I, I think Izzo has seen that obviously yeah but between Walker and, and not that it's a competition but he's just seen how good of a shooter Walker can be it's got a beautiful and, shot and it's there's something to be said for obviously there's a difference between a practice shooter and a game shooter his footwork too holy holy yeah. holy hell and that second player. half in that first half against Maryland, he was weaving his way in and yeah. out, creating space, not necessarily off the dribble, but just he's, he's crafty. He he finds crafty ways to but, get open shots. But there's a, a a large difference between a practice shooter and a game shooter. When I was growing up, I was a practice shooter, that's for sure. But I was neither, so <laughs> that's why I'm behind the microphone right now. But I think Walker, it, it's interesting to think about. You look at a lot of the shots he gets, a lot of them you might as well be in practice with how open he is. And that's partially a, a credit to him and how fast he is in his footwork and maneuvering off of ball screens and his spacing. But it's also part of the fact that he hasn't – he's shown his ability to shoot but not enough with Michigan State's other weapons for opposing coaches to scout against. So every big man that's you know on a ball screen defense against Michigan State – is in drop coverage, and they're backed up to the free-throw line. So if Walker comes off that screen fast and hard enough and it's a well-set screen, he's going to be open every time. And you might as well be in practice just hitting mid-range jumpers. And, and we saw it against Illinois. We saw it a little bit against Purdue. Obviously, we saw the deep three. We've seen it in flashes. And, man, did he, he had a chance to have 20 against Maryland, and he, and he only ended up with 13, and that was because finally in the second half he started shooting the ball a little bit more. But he has got to take some of these open shots coming down the stretch here. All right, so we need to give credit where credit is due. Number one, Stephen Izzo had a steal in this game. Awesome. So Almost an assist, too. I mean, final, he tried to throw it ahead to Keon Coleman. but And another guy, who, and we need to give him his due for sure, especially because this was the best game he played in likely about six weeks, in my opinion, and that is Bingham. And Trent, this is going to be your floor. 12 points. 11 rebounds in 20 minutes, which was good to see him play more. I, We've been pleading for that for a long yes. time. And they rolled with him. He also had a block. He was 4 of 8 from the field. 3 of 4 from 3. How about that? It was but awesome. He, he broke out of a, a big-time slump. Like I said, probably his best game in six weeks. Tom Izzo said that that was the most energy and, and kind of dog that he's ever maybe ever seen in Marcus, especially mm-hmm. in the huddle and, and showing some vocal leadership on the floor. And really, for, for Spartan fans and for, for Spartan fans and for us members of the media, you hope that that kind of game is a springboard into a, an energetic and good tournament for Marcus. And I think it could be, and, and the floor is yours on this one, Trent, because he is your guy, Grand Rapids' own on his senior day. He was really, really impressive against Maryland, and he dominated a team on the boards that he should have in Maryland. Yeah, so some of my Marcus Bingham support is a little tongue-in-cheek. We know that. I'm totally – I'm just – I like to come on here have fun messing hey, around. You're, but you're right. Man, I, got, I, got, I got lucky with Cassius. That's an easy one to yes, get behind. Yes, you know, yes, for I, I, sure. You stuck with Marcus through thick and thin. So. Man, we got to with the GR boys. But yeah. it, I, I had Tillman, too. I was lucky with that one. But um, I, w- I will say 
that first half was probably the best half of basketball I've seen from Marcus Bingham. Oh, yeah. Shooting the ball with confidence, rebounding, he blocked a shot, vocal leader. More so than one of the halves against Michigan or the Louisville game, in I your would opinion? say yes because of what was at stake. Not necessarily that there was a ton at stake, but just that it was senior day. That's and, a bad loss if and, they lose that game. Yeah, yeah, and like going to set the tone and getting up by 20. Like He was he was your best player in that first half. You know, He had 12-9 and nine at halftime, almost had a double-double at halftime. The problem is he came, came in in the second half and went 0-4 for 4 from the field. And grabbed two rebounds, didn't block it like he. But a lot that's because a lot of the Spartans' offense moved to the perimeter, and I get it. So, my thing is just Marcus has to continue to string together a good, like you said, Sloan, at least twenty minutes. Like he, this was the first time that he played about where I think he should be playing, like in terms of the rotation, in terms of minutes, starting the game and finishing around that twenty-two to twenty-four minutes a game mark. Because I think he's that good. And I think he's that pivotal to this team's success going into March. Brendan, is there any doubt he's not the starter moving forward? Because I think he is. Yeah. Your thoughts, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think it's more of a doubt, too. I think that 20-minute mark is kind of the... It's a little lofty. It's, it's the, but I think it's the benchmark. It's if, if, if Bingham plays less than 20 minutes, you can, whether you look at the box score or not, Kind of infer whether he had a good game or not, right? Because and some of it might have had to do with foul trouble the, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but but it, it's more so in the first 10, 12 games of the season he was playing twenty plus yeah. every game, and yep. now he's in his best game that we've seen since he played twenty exactly. Yeah. So it, it it's more, uh, and the difference there is that he had eleven rebounds, and, and that's what Tom Izzo loves. Rebounds are crucial in March. If you look at you know, teams with upsets and teams that make the final four, they've all got something that is good in the rebounding column, whether it's rebounding percentage, whether it's offensive rebounds, whether it's the fact that they don't let their opponents get rebounds, whatever it is. And if Bingham can keep rebounding the ball, Izzo can continue to trust him with more time, and we can see the Marcus Bingham that we saw against Loyola Chicago and against UConn and stuff like that, and, and he can get in there for 23, 24 minutes, get three blocks, get eight to 15 points, and have anywhere yes. from seven to 12 rebounds. And one thing real quick to that point, Brendan, because that's a brilliant point, it's between the eyes with this guy because yeah. you know what? Even if he's not putting up those numbers against Purdue, I think he finished with two points and three rebounds, something like not, not a huge impact, but down the stretch of that game, he took Edie out of it. And that sounds like crazy to say because I think Edie finished with 25 points but Travion Williams became their post scorer in that game because Edie, I mean, Bingham was knocking him around, being physical with him. And that is just something that I think is invaluable, especially like we're going to talk Big Ten tournament here in a couple minutes. You got Kofi Coburn staring you down. You got, you know, uh, matchups with all these guys, Hunter Dickens and Trace Jackson Davis. All these are possibilities. And you got to have that man in the middle and that defensive anchor. And at his best, it's Ben Marcus Bingham Jr. Yeah, it's a, it's an effort thing for it is. him. Like yeah. you said, the, the, the stats that matter for him are effort-related stats. He is stats. so crucial to the team. Michigan State can survive if Marcus Bingham Jr. scores five points or less. Yes. You know, they will get the production elsewhere if, if they're Paul going to win. Paul and Marble and yeah. Hauser, they'll but, get the but big man scoring. There's a lot less reliability on Hauser and Hall and Marble to put up the rebounding numbers and defensive numbers that you need. You know, that's where yeah. that's where Bingham fits in here and I think that's something that he's kind of struggled with is realizing his role and the fact that he doesn't have to be 
a scorer that way. But but if he can rebound the ball, this team is going to win games. Yes, he's an anchor. All right, so our roadmap the rest of the way, I think, is the following. I'm gonna do I want I have one more question for both of you on Maryland. And then we are going to talk a little bit more about what we want to see in this next matchup between these two teams. We're going to save our predictions for when we run through the entire Big Ten tournament bracket. But before then, one last one on the 77 to 67 win over Maryland. Fill in the blank. Your favorite thing you saw from Michigan State was blank from this game. The Maryland game? The Maryland game. The fa- my favorite one thing, thing I saw was the, the fast start. I mean, coming out with the effort and actually being – Locked in from the jump. We've seen this team go down 11-0 to Ohio State. We've seen this team, you know, go down big early in countless games this season. Illinois was another one. But that wasn't the case on Sunday. I mean, it was like, dude, screw this. It's senior. And I don't know if it was because it was senior day or it was Izzo's deal or what. But whatever it was, they got to harness that energy, bottle it up, and use it the rest of the way because it was incredible. And I know Maryland made their run later, but that's just college basketball. That's the nature of Big Ten basketball because even these games, the opposite way where Michigan State starts slow, they usually go on a big run and figure it out and make it close You know, later. That's just how college basketball is and the flow of Big Ten basketball in particular. But Sloan, to answer your question, long story short, it was just that quick start and bringing the energy from the jump. My one is obviously Steven Izzo's steal. Nice. It's actually it's actually not. <laughs> Mine's Tyson. I mean, I know that in terms of individual players and things I could point to, Bingham is, is one, Gabe Brown had 10, obviously Hall, Marble was very good off the bench. But I, I turned to you during one of the breaks during the broadcast on Sunday against Maryland, and I kind of it was it was during the first half, but I kind of said it, it seems like, even though it was just 13 points, it seems like Tyson Walker is kind of ticking at a different level right now, even though there's a couple more shots that we want him to put up. His confidence is up a little bit. The mid-range game is strong. He's When he goes inside and navigates, he seems very, very comfortable. He looked good moving from the second team to the first team. I think he'll stay there. And, and the reason I say Tyson is because I just have a sneaking suspicion that he could be a real, real factor for this team, not only in the Big Ten tournament in, in, in Indianapolis, but also come NCAA tournament time. He's showing me little things here and there. I think he's starting to develop he's into the a, alpha? a little bit of a quiet leader, I think. I'm a little less high on that, but still I see traits of that. I see the confidence. The shot has is, is never stopped going in. Dished out five assists in this one as well. A lot I like from Walker in that game. I think it's really good for Michigan State and will be really good for them moving forward if the biggest problem with Tyson Walker is that he needs to shoot the ball more. Because early in the Izzo, season, Izzo will grab him in a huddle and say, "Shoot it, damn yeah. it!" And and the or big he'll it... set up stuff for him. Not to interrupt you again. No, you're good. Like Illinois, even the Purdue game, there was a point where they they were they they just told him, "You got to go shoot it," and he did. So not to interrupt. Yeah. And, and you know, early in the season, it was the chemistry, running the fast break, learning the flow and, and stuff of the offense. Midway, it was the fact that he wasn't really scoring at all. It was kind of a um, a turnover battle with him. And, and and lately, he's kind of fixed all of those. Obviously, he's clicking with the offense. Obviously, he's developed that chemistry. He's holding on to the ball a lot more, you know, albeit a few games here and there where he's had, where he's had you know, three turnovers or so. But if Michigan State's biggest problem or, or their biggest problem with Tyson Walker is that he doesn't shoot the ball enough, I think they'll be fine. So what's your one big thing from the 10-point senior day win? I will say. Is it also Tyson? No, it is 
not Michigan State related, actually, believe it or not. Because Eric Ayala. Yeah. Oh, I, I am, called it. I am a basketball fan as much as I am a Michigan State fan and reporter. And while I did love seeing that early start and did love seeing Steven Izzo steal, those are my, my two runner-ups. But I like Ayala's game a lot. We've gotten to see him a lot, and I've gotten to see him in particular in person. Uh, when I went to Maryland two years ago with Eric Bach and Ian Gilmore, shout out. Um, and he had, a, he had a decent game then, and he's been a Spartan killer. We saw him last year shred Michigan State in the towards the end of the regular season, I think it was, and the Big Ten the tournament, Big Ten tournament yeah. when Michigan State lost to Maryland last year. Ayala had a good game. He was great. I like the way he plays. Tom Izzo talked about him post-game. Um, he's, he's, he's just he's a hooper, and, and, and it was fun to see him struggle and work through it and you know have that short memory that we love to see from shooters and, yep. and keep throwing up shots and throw up wild and crazy shots and heat checks and deep shots and it was weird every time he had a heat check where you know he'd make two in a row or he'd make a layup and then a three he'd come down and shoot a deep three and if he missed it he'd just like make the next two and it's like okay that wasn't even really a heat check you just missed one shot by a couple inches but yeah, yeah. it was it was fun to watch that performance from him i i appreciate that as a, a basketball fan all right that was michigan state maryland the spartans came away victorious 77 to 67 on senior day in east lansing 663 for izzo sent the four seniors off right if that was indeed their last game at the Breslin center but like i said like we've said and detailed pretty mightily. We are heading down to Indianapolis right after we record this podcast and post it on impact89fm.org slash sports. So we're going to run down the Big Ten tournament bracket. This is kind of going to kind of be our way of previewing the entire tournament. We're going to predict each game until we have a winner and uh, throw in some little tidbits and, and things we like about each one of these teams. So we're going to consensusly put this together. We're going to have to barter. We're going to have to agree a little bit. And you can also follow us on Twitter at WDBM Sports. We'll have some updates for how our Impact is Zone Big Ten Tournament bracket is going to end up playing out. But without further ado, game number one of the Big Ten Tournament, which we will be at in about six hours as we record here on a Wednesday, 13 Nebraska, number 12 Northwestern, 630 Wednesday night. The floor is open. I like Northwestern in this one. I think the best player on the floor wins. I like boo booey. I like Chris. Co oh, I'm a big boo you're a booey. Boo guy. You're oh. a boo booey. If Stan, if I could set the line on his three pointers tonight, I'm going four and a half, and I am smashing. I am. I am smashing the over. So I. I don't know. My pick's Northwestern, but I want to hear what you guys got to say. I think Brennan and I are in on Nebraska. I They've been playing well lately. Just read. Some interesting information. Okay. Share it. Would you like to share? Regarding the injury status of one Bryce McGowans. Uh oh. Uh -oh. He participated in limited practice mm. and got some shots up yesterday. That doesn't sound great. And Sounds like the NFL limited is, participant. Yeah. While he is not 100%, he is expected to play tonight. Okay. But. I think a less than 100% Bryce McGowan's is a less than 95% Nebraska team, which they need about 100% to win this game, to win any game, it seems like, really. Yeah. You know, shout out them. 
winning uh, at Wisconsin. I, I know I know Wisconsin had kind of written that game off, and they played without Johnny Davis in the second half, and there was the whole drama there and stuff like that. But that's a big win for Nebraska. It it changed the seeding and, and, and setup of the Big Ten tournament. Um, but I don't know now with, with, with McGowan's being a, a, in question like that. I mean, Northwestern – has Chase Audige, Pete Nance. I think I'm rolling with Bowie. The, I'm rolling in my mind with the Cats. I think I, we got the we McGowan's gotta, news is big. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I I think if he doesn't get hurt and he's a hundred percent, I'm easily taking Nebraska. Okay, but I and, and since we have to barter here and we have to put it to a vote, I will save my arguments for later for more important games. I'll, I'll let I'll let Nebraska yep. have this one, All right, and, so and we'll go Northwestern. We're going with the the Cats in the yeah, first. Look, and, and you know what? I th- I do think Chris Collins is going to go in with a good game plan, and I think that you know even with McGowan's in there, you could make an, that, you could make an argument that Northwestern's played these teams harder too all year. That brings up a question too. I believe Zach was our board op on that is Sunday, uh, right? That is correct. So Zach Sardenic brought up an idea. That, or no, it wasn't Zach. It was somebody else that I was talking to, actually. I don't remember who now that I'm thinking about it. But somebody brought up the idea to me that Chris Collins should be fired should Northwestern lose this game. And oh, I think you could definitely. also, you could, but you could also, this is an interesting game because you could, I mean, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, he's well, proven I, nothing. I think he should have more time, and I think Nebraska he, might he, get it figured it out. It sounds like he, he, they're going to give him more time. I think so too. too. But y- you could make the argument that this yeah, is what has he done? This is a game that both coaches are fighting for their job here. That, yeah, that, they, need, that, they need this bad. This will be a fun one for us to watch. Slugfest. All right, so we have the Cats over the Huskers in the first playing game. The second playing game, which we will also be at tonight, number fourteen Minnesota, the last place seed against number 11, Penn State, and Micah Shrewsbury, their head coach. And I am rolling with the Nittany Lions. Look, I make all the jokes about Ben Johnson in Minnesota because I do like Ben Johnson, but yeah, no, I, the Nittany Lions are going to win this game. No, but I'll be, oh, I'll, come on, Trent. No, no, I, 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 can't even make, I can't even make the case. Like, I think I think John Harrer is going to maybe put up like a Michigan rooting, State You're going to be rooting for Minnesota, though. Yeah, sure. Why not? But you know, I'd, I'll be rooting for Minnesota and our honorary Julian Mitchell up there. But I'm not. Yep. I'm, I I don't see a path to victory for for the Golden Gophers. Seth Lundy. Yep. I'm just <laughs> going to write State. Penn State down right now. So the two winners we have coming out of the Wednesday games are Northwestern and Penn State. Oh, game. John Hare double double. Now it is time for the Thursday games. 11:30 a.m. Thursday. Number nine Indiana. How's and Number eight. Michigan, we yeah. and Mike Joan Howard's is, triumphant is, return. What's, what's, Mike Woodson is going to be back at the arena where he asked everyone how they were. That's right. How is everybody? I didn't make that connection. Yes, that, I'm surprised here. I was just curious to see what the uh, the gentleman's number on this game was, and for some reason, Vegas does this. They don't come out with till the morning of yeah or the, or the or the day before and like i i, I don't know it, it makes sense during the regular season when teams got to play other teams in between yeah. you know if purdue and wisconsin are meeting in 15 days and they've each got a game before that it makes sense to not set the line but like indiana michigan 
nothing's happening between those two teams between now and then. Why can't that line be out right now? Don't you got to go with the more desperate team here? Who is the more desperate team? I guess. Need it to get in the tournament. You know what, Sloan? I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because they got to win over Purdue. Not to interrupt you, Trent. We've all year long, the three of us have forecasted Michigan's season to be a lot like Michigan State's season last year where they did make the tournament. Michigan State lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament last year, still made it. I think Michigan could lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament this year, still make it, because I think they're a lot oh, right Michigan now. Oh, Michigan is in, yeah. But IU is going to have a good home court advantage because yeah. they'll have a lot of fans. They're going to be very comfy. They've played there a lot. They're very desperate. They definitely have the talent to do it. I hate their guard play, and Mike Woodson's made a lot of questionable in-game decisions this year, but... <laughs> <laughs> there has to be something said about who needs it more. The and hungry IU, dog runs faster. IU is not in at this point. It could, they get a lot closer with the win over Michigan. I, I'm leaning them. I'm leaning I them. I think this is an Indiana program who, for years now, the better part of a decade, has tried to restore the old glory of the Bob Knight days. And it did a little Sounds bit. Sounds like Michigan football. In the, in the days of, you Tom know, Crane. you know Victor Oladipo and yeah. uh, what was his name? Yogi Farrell Was Cody that his name? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, those were good teams and fun teams. Cody Zeller. Yeah, Cody yeah, Zeller. Cody Zeller. But, um, but, but IU right now, I think they went the wrong direction and who's at the helm of that restoration. Don't get that word out of your <laughs> mouth. And he, he's our he's the coach of the impact. He's our zone. guy. And we got him we're gonna get him on here, you know. And I, I just see this as the culmination of the oh shoot moment for every Indiana fan mm. where this is a game Indiana is supposed to win. This is a game Indiana needs to win. And they won't this is a game you. Indiana needs to get into the tournament, and this is a game Indiana loses. I'm going I think with... Michigan is playing the best right now between these two teams. I, I agree think with that. Michigan is kind of coming to form like we thought. I mean, Devontae Jones has been fantastic for the better part of this month. And the metrics, Michigan is higher than that, higher than Ken Palm, than both Indiana and Michigan State, I might add, just for those of you that care. Um, they found their way to the nine seed in the Big Ten tournament, which, yeah, uh, you know, was a, a feat in and of itself, but also a couple bounces go their way. They're looking at like a six seed, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, Tough and conference. If, if Michigan State doesn't get what now looks kind of like a fluke win on the road at Wisconsin, Michigan is playing in this seven seed game right now. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think this is a game that Indiana needs for – you know, a bunch of reasons, and for all of those reasons, it's why they lose. So, I'm going with IU. You're going with Michigan. That means Trent has I have the tiebreaker. I just have questions. Like okay. tiebreaker. Does, does we Hunt, have answers. Does Hunter Dickinson's tummy hurt? No. I mean, like, is he? I don't, is no, he, I don't think he will. Yeah. I think, I, think, I, think we're, I think he's good. Pop a Tums and roll the balls out, dude. You, they need right. you. I, like that, I, I, think I guess, he'll be I guess good. they don't. I guess they don't. No, no, yeah, but, they, I think, made it. but I think that was a shock factor thing. Like, Ohio State was ready for that, and Michigan plays – so differently without Hunter Dickinson that it's like Ohio State was not prepared for that Michigan team that they played. And look, my other question is: This is Jawan Howard's triumphant return. So, like, is That's it gonna true. is that gonna fire the boys up? Probably. I got Michigan winning. Mm. I'll We're be rooting for Wolverines. IU. I love Mike Woodson. Your hometown at, team. Luke. In case you couldn't tell, 
Put a yeah. smile on your face. I just think the Wolverines are I'm good. I'm the only absolutely. one who is not on IU. For I all think... the reasons Brendan laid out, I think the Wolverines are absolutely good enough to win a game in this tournament. So. I think they're good enough to win, too. And they might, so yeah. we'll get there. But. All right, so we have IU over Michigan. Come on, Hoosiers, prove us wrong. No, the first, other way around, first, Michigan over IU. I had IU over Michigan. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> What are you have... writing over there, Sloan? Yeah, you he's, are... he's writing a fake bracket. It's <laughs> just I did write pitch. Michigan. I did write Michigan. All right, all right. All right, so next up, this will this will be a quick one. There's no shot Northwestern beats Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> no. So yeah. we're going to – I'm just going to pencil Hawkeyes. in Iowa. Keegan Murray, first next, team all Big Ten. Number 10, Maryland, versus number 7, Michigan State. So I think we kind of all – I don't know. On, do I'm we on, all agree? Brent, I'm on the Spartans. Here's actually something I've got in, interesting. I, I, you, I'm, I, I joke around with my roommate a lot. Um, you know, I always say, well, it's hard to beat a team twice. You know, I always make that joke. Yeah. Uh, there's not exactly – I think it's less of a thing in basketball. Well, yeah, but there's yeah. also not exactly uh, – um, any reasoning or logic behind yeah, it? It's I've just—it's just, just something I've noticed over the years. It's a footballism, and, and whether it's teams that I've literally been on or teams that I've followed and stuff. And yeah, it's a footballism too. But there's there's been some truth to it in basketball. And you know, now that conference uh, tournament season comes in the NCAA tournament, I, I've you know uh, the joke has grown into it's hard to beat a team three times. You know. Um, and I actually saw this interesting thing on Twitter the other day. It was um, two and O teams playing an opponent for the third time. Their records every year from 2010 to now, and then the the win percentage each year and the total teams that are two and O against an opponent with an opportunity to go three and O are like nine eighty six and four something wow which is a win percentage of wow. like 70 plus percent so you've got sparks so yeah i usually would be hesitant like oh maryland's seen them three times they know the recipe to lose they just got to fix it blah 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 michigan state knows how to win both times michigan state has staved off a, a late comeback from maryland which i'll be you don't want that and, and if you're michigan state you want to win this game i i think Michigan State is coming in with a better note. I do think we are all in agreement, but I just wanted to, to put that point in there because that's something I've always thought yeah. about. It's like, oh, three no, times, Jesus, that's a yeah. lot. But I guess statistically, teams that are two and zero with an opportunity to win a third are likely going to. My take on I'm this, I'm also on state, so I think we yeah. have a consensus yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Better jo- do a better job against Ayala. That's, that's it. That's let, the let one. Fats th- Russell kill you because yeah. he won't. Like, I just, mean, that's the that's yeah. the one thing I he could. That, that's Ohio the, State. Yeah, right. The one thing I see. Michigan State really needing to do better on is handling Ayala. But in terms of kind of the rest of the way, and and this happened a lot in East Lansing, Maryland has a hard time finding ways to score. Obviously, Michigan State defends the three at the best mark in the Big Ten. Maryland shoots it at one of the worst marks in the Big Ten, so they really did not shoot the ball well from Fats three. Fats Russell did not no, get not at the all. type of looks he thought he was going to. And the to. thing about it is is when, when Maryland tried to – get post looks, they missed shots. When they tried to drive inside, Michigan State would generate steals. They had a really hard time finding ways to score, and I don't really see how that's going to improve that much in this game. I I see that being the case again. I think Maryland has to get lucky, and if they get production— Listen, they've got, kind of like Michigan State, they've got five guys, you know, Hakeem Hart, Eric Ayala, Fats Russell, Caduce Wahab, Dante Scott— They've got five guys that can put up 20 on a night. They're going to kind of need that, maybe not against Michigan State, but if Maryland wants to do anything in this tournament, they're going to need that for three games in a row. I don't know if they're going to get that. 
and they got to get it at least the first night to, for that to even be a possibility. And I still don't, they, they, like they would need Ayala to have 20, Dante Scott to have 15 and 8, and Fats Russell or Keem Hart to tally, you know, 12 and 6 or something like that. So your, your my, final thought, Brandon? My, my your, quick, quick take, and I'll make this fast because this is going to, this is a theme that I see throughout this Big Ten tournament with Michigan State. I think this is a team that is somewhat hitting its stride. And it's fighting to prove that it is worth the highest seed it can possibly get. Like uh, trying to prove that that little five out of seven it was a was a fluke, right? Like th- this team wants to at least prove that it was worthy of a two at one point. Obviously, that is way out of the question. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this team could maybe, if it wins the tournament, get a six. And I think that they are capable of that i don't think it's going to happen but i'm just you my point is this the whole hungry dog runs faster ism that i say all the time if you want to say maryland you know needs to win to keep its season alive i totally get that but i could also see it from the other point like michigan state almost has more to play for because michigan state is trying to avoid that eight nine seed yeah i think the only way maryland even gets in is if they're a bid stealer, which isn't really a thing in the Big Ten, right? But if yeah. they were to go out and win this conference win this tournament, yeah. you know, to to automatic if, to yeah. to keep playing games is not really something they're trying to do. Yeah. It, they're they're going to try to win this tournament and get into the NCAA tournament, but that's that's a long shot. Now. So that's all. Spartans three for three, right? Three for three consensus on Michigan State final Thursday game tomorrow, as we record on a Wednesday. Number eleven Penn State, as we have it against number six, Ohio State, the late game, and we need an upset pick. And I want it to be, Brendan, every tournament, listen, listen, every every single Big Ten tournament since I have been alive, one of the first four teams makes it to the quarters. We only have one option. Listen, I would love to fact check that (laughs) because I guarantee that's false. No, it's true. And we we are going with Schnozberry. Two. Two. Come I, on, Trent. <laughs> this is an Ohio State team who had a Big Ten player of the year candidate. Yeah. Big Ten freshman <laughs> of the year. Come on, Trent. Come on, Trent. The Big Ten freshman up. of the year. Yeah. I I will Brandon's I will listen up. to your upsets. Chris Holman's a jerk. In the in the oh, that's true. I don't I don't doubt that. <laughs> we don't root for I, we don't pull we don't pick people we don't like. I that's will how it goes. Listen to your upsets in the following round, mm. but it is this is not where we do this is not the pick. Dude, I look, I'm I don't even Trent. And again, Schnozberry. I know, I know, but Sloan, you gotta know I was making the case over here for Minnesota to beat Penn State. <laughs> so I can't even I, I can't even oh. do it. I'm really sorry. So I would love we, to see it. What are we it. voting here? I'm going with Ohio State. I only I think, need, give me the Buckeyes. I'm going with Penn State. They've got the, damn it. Ohio least, State has the best there, three players on the floor. I mean, listen, like, all listen, I'm gonna say is this: now when, you're more when, right if when, Penn State wins. When Penn State knocks them <laughs> off, both of you owe me a beer. Okay. No, I'll buy you yeah. three beers. Yeah. All right, I'll buy you a I'll case. Buy, I'll buy you five because Penn State's five seeds lower than Ohio State. All right. If Minnesota beats Penn State, riding. you gotta buy me a case. If no, Min- I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. If Minnesota in the first round tonight. Oh, I don't know if I want to <laughs> We might have okay, a gentleman's okay. bet on that game. Right, so they're they're going to be there's going to be money slung around fine. on games that aren't Michigan State for the no bet no Michigan State. No Michigan we're State we're bet. clean, squeaky clean. We're not Calvin but let's Ridley. get let's get the uh, the big dogs in here. Number one, Illinois. This is Friday morning, eleven thirty a.m. Number one, Illinois versus number eight, Michigan. Illini. I don't need to spend a lot of time on I this. Have the them Illini the tournament. Spoiler alert: Yes, the wow, Illini are my pick really, to win. You guys really think it's that that clear? Yeah, I mean, there's they no already, they, doubt. No, 
Wow, that's crazy. Well, Michigan, look, dude, Mi- Michigan's gonna somehow win this game. You think so? Nah, I mean, I don't. I'm a, I'm I don't. A, I, I like the Illini I, by I at least say ten. This. If if I it had, might not be a bad game. It might not be a bad yeah. game. If I, I had to put real life money on it, I would put it on Illinois. But I think Michigan has a chance here. So to, you, are you to, are you picking them? Do something? No. Okay. I mean, okay, it doesn't so matter anyway. We've all got Illinois, but Illinois, no, Brendan. But. I understand what you're saying. Like, it it might be we might not be giving Michigan the respect it deserves, but like, I I just it's Illinois. I mean, yeah. it's it's I think it's Illinois' year. Like, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But all right, Sloan, go. For Next it. up, number we all had Illinois consensus. Next up, Friday afternoon, number five Iowa, number four Rutgers in what can be a pretty interesting game. Pretty yeah, interesting. Because game. Rutgers overachieved at the end, right? So did mm-hmm. Iowa. You could say. Yep. Yeah. I mean Iowa. I want was Brendan's pick like... on this first. Oh, cause see This is a this is a of all the games we've had to pick so far, I'd, this is I'd the flip a coin. Oh, for I'd sure. flip a coin. But but I'm curious where you two are gonna be and if it's gonna be split. I'm going I'm thinking Iowa. Iowa. I'm going Iowa. Yep. I'm thinking oh. I just think that the Rutgers is a tournament team. Duh, whoa, 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 whoa. They should be. Let's talk about that real quick because That's, they're on the yeah, bubble for some stupid ass reason. They're a tournament here's team. The, here's, so is Wake Forest. Get him in. Here's Wake the thing Forest for me. And Steve Forbes. Here's the thing for me about the bubble and stuff like this. You look at Houston. Houston is a lock to make the NCAA tournament. Houston is one and four in quad one. <laughs> Rutgers oh. is 71st in the net and six and five in quad one. So, and, 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 but the thing about it is the committee really values metrics quite a bit. And they have metrics that we don't. They, they have predict. You know, predict predictory metrics, the net, and, and, and they will set up a bracket and predict the games with these, and, and see who's. Well, gonna, we have opinions. And see they who don't. has val- well, right? Yep. But but I always go back to last year, a year ago, when Michigan State was in the play-in, and Syracuse, who was one and oh six in quad one, was yeah. not. But, but hey, Syracuse, what they do that year? Sweet sixteen. Yep. Yep. Right. So it, it, I, I I remember tweeting about it in the moment and. And, and, you know, it's like, hey, look, the the committee was right. UCLA went to the Final Four. Syracuse made a Sweet 16. You know, obviously we don't – the teams that missed the spot and we don't know what Michigan State would have done if they were a 10 and Syracuse was the other 11. But I think there's there, – you always have to take it with a grain of salt when a team is on the bubble like that. And who knows, you know, we're all saying Rutgers <laughs> is on the bubble, but, like, the the committee hasn't – Come out with anything. Right, right. So, the so committee comes are you, out with are the you top sixteen? So are you point, rolling with them? Are you your point them? is that you think Rutgers might be. I just think them being on the bubble factors into how they play. So you think they're going to win and, and how they're going to do? I let me take a look here. This could be my revenge for IU. Well, I mean, uh, you and, you and I are already on Iowa track. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of decided. But, but good game. Though. I think this is the best game so far. I will say that. Yeah, I, I four think, or five is always riveting. I, I I don't know. Rutgers has more weapons, but Iowa's got the deadlier weapon. You Keegan know. Murray. Yep. You know, but but uh, this but this just for, feels like a game that America like, is going like, to be rooting for Steve Peichel, and then they lose. But like Fran McCaffrey and March. Oh, Fran McCaffrey. Yeah. I, Fran McCaffrey. Not, Fran McCaffrey would be lucky to be coached get Lehigh. Right. The the pick is decided, but I'm going to use some of my bargain points here and pick Rutgers. Okay, right, so, so actually, let this is my okay. revenge for IU. I would yeah. love to see Rutgers win. No, I but would I'll love take, to see I'll, them I'll, win too. I just but think Iowa wins. Pounding so, nails, yeah. Pounding nails is a better Rothstein-ism than the family business, which is Iowa's. So, mm, 
Game three Friday, number seven, Michigan State, number two, Wisconsin. Now we have news to talk about here. Ooh. We do. Johnny Davis. Yeah. Is, Is he, he going to play? Well, well, uh, the last thing let me, Greg let guards, me look that up because well, cause the I, last I, thing I will, guard said is that he's going to play. Well, that's what I was going to say to our, our listeners is that you brought up the idea that he sits whether he's hurt or not. But so, guard says. But if guard says yeah. he's going to play, he's going to play. No, guard, guard is pretty hell bent on him playing. And I think he's going to. I mean, I'm, I'm looking down the headlines right now. Yeah. Guard same. wants him to play. I hear nothing about limited practice. So I think we're going to have to assume here that that they that he plays. Yeah, I and, and now we have to take into account is he a hundred percent? Is he a hundred percent? How I much does he play? Is he on a pitch count? If the Big Ten Player of the Year is not a hundred percent, I don't think that's a huge issue for Wisconsin though. Chucky Hepburn has played really well lately. They still have Tyler Wall. They didn't have Tyler Wall in the game that they lost to Michigan State. They get him back and then they win. Brad Davidson made floor. all Big Ten third team. Yeah, didn't Brett, he? I think so. Yeah, okay. Uh, Gabe Brown as well. Shout out Gabe Brown. Yes, but I, uh, with... I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now. I'm going with the Spartans in this one. <laughs> they well, don't, so am I. They so, I mean, don't, that's the pick. They don't match up. Uh... <laughs> Listen to me, Brent. They don't this damn ma- caucus. <laughs> they don't match up bad against Wisconsin. Where? How do they not match up bad? Steven Crowell and Tyler Wall versus Malik and Marcus or Julius. In two games, that worked out decently in Michigan State's favor. I Oh, this is going to be a fun – If the, I hope we get this I, game. Go ahead. They were, they no, were a few I, jump shots away from sweeping them this year. No, okay, relax, that relax. That game was close, and he said, well, relax. And, 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 and. It was eight and, points. That's I mean, not as close as it seems yes, against a but, Wisconsin but, team. No, no, so I think Sloan's point that he's trying to make is that Wisconsin was pretty much red hot. Michigan State couldn't get anything to go down. It was a weird Tuesday night game. Brendan's a Wisconsin I, guy, too. I, so. No, and look, I I really, I, am, lo- I really am not. I, guys, they've got Johnny Davis. Like, let's not – I'm not trying to – speak something into existence here i'm trying to stay objective but again i just it's i'm gonna make the same exact case that i made in the maryland pick which is i just think michigan state has turned the corner that and and maybe i'm crazy i'll just say say this too this is i'm capping him at this i don't think they get beyond i want to say that too i'm not picking i'm not picking this isn't beyond this so so you you let me get this this reasoning straight a team that michigan state has already lost to you but say beat on the road right could have beat you, at home you say they're going to beat but then they're not going to beat the next team which is likely a final four favorite here because here's the thing I'll tell you right now. I'll skip to the we next ma- one. I think we match up. No. I, we just match up way better against Wisconsin than we than Purdue. Okay, no and you know what? And, and listen. Way they beat Purdue. Here's the you problem. saw how that game went. Well, yeah, but I, I think we match. Here's up. the problem though. They went one of eight from three. They will not do that. It's again. It's because State's got the best defense, three point defense I, in, the, I, in the conference. You know what? I, I'm rolling with Brendan on that particular take. I think Michigan State matches up much better with Purdue. But let let let's just put Michigan State down. Let's roll into it because right. if if this game does happen, if it is Michigan well, State I, Wisconsin, I which all of us picked to beat Maryland, right? We will preview this game. Like we'll be in our hotel previewing this game, so we can talk about it here's later. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. 
what I I want to I I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but but we're supposed to be bargaining here, and I've gotten no bargain chips back. I'm giving my chips up. Here. No, no, no. Because listen, because look, look where we're getting. We're getting Illinois Rutgers and then Michigan State Purdue. Because we're all going to pick Purdue. I'm picking Purdue. Yes. Where's there's no upset pick there. There's no argument there. And you're going to want Purdue. We've over had Trent this. And we've had this storyline all season of Purdue Wisconsin. The first game was crazy. It was Johnny Davis's? He'll never have a better basketball game in his life. The second okay, game was crazy. I, I, have, I do have a note about bargaining on, dude, we chips. We can't here. pick Michigan State in this game. No, but here's the thing: I, you both, screwed me for you Penn State. You know what's going to happen? Screwed me this for happened. IU. I no, need some Penn points State, there. IU don't matter. They're not even going to be in the tournament. I need points. No, that's what I'm saying. No. Here's the I thing: I, we did this IU, already. You, I picked Penn State. You both voted against we me. We did this against Purdue, Michigan State. Tyson Walker hits a three with 1.4 left, 68-65. They get off the Schneid. They're winning games. They're going to beat Michigan. They're going to beat Ohio. They're going to win out, and they're going to be a five seed. And look what happens. Nothing. They lose to Michigan. They yep. lose. I understand the win is nice. It's a reset. It's an op- It's a cleanse. It's an opportunity for them to get back on the right track. But let's face it, this is Michigan State. Hey, well, this is also me kind of low-key saying that I don't really think Wisconsin is, is like, is, is I don't want to say too many nasty words, hot. Oh, come on. Leap. I don't. They're not, I don't think Wisconsin's some Final Four. Michigan here. State hasn't strung together. So Brendan, I two wa- wins since January. Brendan, I no. That's that, see. That's a great point. I understand. My thing is it'll be never mind. I don't. Want to no, go. no. I just I am basing my take here off of two main things. Number one, Johnny Davis is not 100. percent I think Trent, we can all agree with when that. When Trent picks upsets, Purdue. <clears throat> They always go right. Well, yeah. Listen to this that, man. It, it, of course, Trent has not uh, picked my, against Michigan my, against Michigan State this year. <laughs> They've got eleven losses. That's a lie. He's probably They're, picked against them once. Once. I don't. He know did if last I have. year. I will say this. I will say this. Right, fi- final my, word. My other, my other thing. It's it's the Johnny Davis and Izzo over guard. I think I would favor Izzo over guard on a quick turnaround. Over the Big Ten Coach of the Year. I'd favor Brad Davison to go yes. like one of seven from three in this game. Greg guard on, on a Greg, neutral floor. Greg Gard, big game? Greg Gard is not game planning Spark. right now. He doesn't know who he's Green playing. Uh, uh, let me, over let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And I'm not comparing the two, but if there's, I, I, I'll give you guys your pick of the entire Big Ten conference. If there is one player that resembles and embodies one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Kobe Bryant, who is it? Trent Frazier. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. One player it? in the conference. One player in the conference. Kobe Bryant. Uh, is your pick Johnny Davis? That's the only. That's the right. Yeah, that's the okay. correct no, no, answer. No, no, I, sure. Ivy. That's what I was thinking. No, I, no. I, you saw what he did to State. I was Future thinking Pistons. Johnny Davis. So yeah. yes, I agree, Brendan. I'm Brendan, look, you, I playoff time, a chance to a chance to win the Big Ten tournament after falling to Nebraska when they were supposed to win outright the regular season, a chance to beat Purdue a third time. Wisconsin doesn't like Michigan State either. Johnny Davis was giving them the finger wag when they were leaving East Lansing and saying bye-bye-bye. This is a Wisconsin game all the way. Whatever. I don't care what it is. We don't know yet. Give me Wisconsin. Give me the points. We are ready to roll for when we're down in Indianapolis, and this matchup is we are going to get it. I, I, I hope Michigan I, I State hope shows too. up and beats yeah. Maryland because like, right. this will be. I do think Michigan State Wisconsin would be a. I think it'd be Great a good game. game. It'd be the game of the and tournament. And I think I think we see time is all victorious. That's all. all right. I don't know. All right. Is any next last game Friday? Is anybody picking Ohio State over Purdue? Because yes. I am no, no, no absolutely <laughs> not. I am not. Absolutely not. Right, we're gonna write no, down Purdue. Purdue. All right, we've made it to the semis. <laughs> we and have it's pretty much chalk. So yeah. we have 
Yeah. Actually, I mean, it's not. No, no, no. Because we picked Iowa over Rutgers, and we picked Michigan State over. Did we pick Wisconsin. Iowa? Yeah, yeah, we picked yeah. Iowa. Oh, so I, Illinois I used some chips for Rutgers. Illinois, yeah. Iowa. I I have the Illini. In hey, this game. did you guys watch that game? Which one? The last game of the Big Ten regular season, Illinois, Iowa at Illinois. Yeah, no. for a chance to win a share. I did not. Iowa. It, it was close had though, right? It was Chris like... Murray wide open in the corner for a three-two tie or win. I think, yeah, I think it was win tie. because they only won the by up, down two. Theory oh, then, up then in favor been, of Illinois to win. To win. And, and, and give Wisconsin the outright Big Ten regular season title, and he missed it. But this, I mean, Iowa guys. Ooh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My they case, won't play. Anymore. My case with this Fraser game. Will go for here's what I see in this game. Here's what I see happening in this game. No one can stop Kofi Coburn. No one on any team in this conference right now can Iowa. stop. Kofi Coburn is going to be the best player in this tournament. That's my opinion. Even better than Johnny Davis. Take. I don't think anyone's going to stop Kofi. He's balling right now. The problem is Iowa just runs and guns. If Iowa hits their threes, and it sounds so cliche and simple, but it's it's true. I think you guys would agree. If Iowa hits the threes, they'll win the game because they're going to play at their pace, and Illinois is going to have to run up and down. They're not going to play and a it's shred gonna, of defense. Kofi Coburn's going to be getting oxygen on the bench like Akeem Olajuwon when they played NC State. It's going to be that kind of vibe. So I – I, I'm going to say Illinois. There's a path for Iowa, and I think that's where now, Brandon's going. Here's the I thing. also got Illinois. Here's so. the thing. Okay, yeah, just screw my pick. Um, well, here's well the, I got Illinois here's to win the, the thing. But so do we I. We have gone beyond logic here. We are in a universe that logic does not exist well, we always are. Be- because Spartans of the picks badgers. we have previously made. So I am going to not use logic here because I will remind the listeners, because I have integrity, I picked Rutgers to beat Iowa. But here's the thing. You guys aren't giving me any pushback. No, you guys I, didn't go I'm for get, Penn State. I'm getting, I don't care about the Nittany Lions. Or I'm getting Iowa, no bargain chips back. Iowa is going to beat Illinois, and they're going to make it to the Big Ten Championship. They're going to knock down their threes. Keegan Murray's going to light them up. Iowa has enough guys down low you, to at least the slow Iowa down. Because Kofi Coburn is what they have, and then Trent Frazier. Andre Corbello, we can kind of write him off, I feel like. he's Alfonso Plummer? He's been, yeah, Ooh, but, but right still. off my guy. I, I I see you in Alfonso Plummer, and I raise you a Jordan Bohannon. Yeah, but your Jordan Bohannon doesn't matter if Kofi's got twenty and fifteen. Yeah, it does. Now, I, look, I just if if, if it's I, Kofi and the next guy, then it's Keegan and the next guy. That's true, but it's also Fran McCaffrey and Brad Underwood, and it's also on a neutral site where there's going to be many more Illinois fans. I just Iowa I, travels though. Yeah, but it's in it's in Indianapolis. It's not Iowa's fault. I'm just saying right, like, it's going to be right, but plus uh, Illinois is the one seed. Look, if Illinois wasn't my pick to win this tournament. And maybe go to a final four. More on that later. Ooh, I would. Uh, I would Wisconsin, actually, Brennan. I would totally hop on with you. Like I, because I can see this. Like I just, I just, I completely give you credit because Iowa, the way they play, they can beat anybody. But particularly Illinois, a team who is relying on down low offense. I totally get that. I just think. I just. Illinois is my pick to win this tournament. I so just I just have point to out, roll with Illinois. I'm fine with that. I just want to point out that I'm going to fill, my, fill out my own Big Ten bracket after this. And, well, and, I, I was no, just going to say, no, 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 just let me say this. Just let me say this. Just let me say this. I'm going to fill out my own bracket, and we were supposed to be bartering here, and we were supposed to be a, a, a give and take. My bracket, every pick after the Thursday game is going to be different. Okay, we have I don't, in my personal bracket. We have, have We have pulled the seniority card on Brendan, which yeah. I feel bad about, and I also don't. So move on. <laughs> All right, because I know Luke's not picking <laughs> Purdue in the final. It's going to be Illinois Purdue, and Luke's not giving me Purdue. So are we going so with just right Purdue in Illinois, over Michigan State? Yes. Okay. 
Okay, so we we have reached no! the finals. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just it kidding. is it is Sunday afternoon in Indianapolis, Illinois versus Purdue. Chalk. It's literally well, no Wisconsin's the two, so it's not chalk, right? Wisconsin's well, the two seed. Well, it's one versus three. Yeah, one versus three. Illinois versus Purdue. Who wins? I got Illinois. Illinois. You know, and, and I said it before. I, I know. No, three and Brendan, oh. Purdue's going to go three and zero oh against them. Illinois can't beat Purdue. They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't if they had. Illinois is Zach trending down. Illinois? No, no. Purdue. Excuse no. me. Purdue is trending down a little no, bit. No, they're not. We have a champion. A no, they are not. The a one loss bit. to Michigan State does not mean trending down. I know, but all their down. wins are close. They barely beat right, Indiana. Well, so if it's we a close it. game, what do you think that means? We have a champion. Purdue's there. gonna win. I just gave you. I get seven. Purdue has basically a seventy percent chance to beat Illinois simply for the fact that it's the third time they're playing I each other. I completely foresee this being a situation where Brendan gets all these picks. I'll right, tell you what it's gonna, it's gonna be. Like, I tell you. I tell you what it's gonna be. Illinois versus no Wisconsin, anyway. Penn State's making it to the quarters. That's <laughs> all right. So oh we have God. we have a winner. The impact zone has picked Illinois. The impact God, zone has we picked pick Illinois. Seed? Well, because they're the best team. They are the best team. Like, okay. let's not, like, okay. They are. Hold on. Let's, they were gifted the one seed anyways. They on. didn't even we're, win it. Let's run through Wisconsin this. Wisconsin won it. So we have Illinois, but let's go through the Brendan picks. So we have Brendan's got Rutgers over Iowa. Yeah. He's got, do you have Michigan over Illinois? No. So you've got you've got Illinois reaching the semis. semis. You have Rutgers. Iowa Rutgers. Rutgers reaching the semis. semis. You have Wisconsin reaching the semis, semis, and you have Purdue reaching the semis. Yes. So you're 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 going to criticize us for having the one win it when you have the one, the four, the one. I have the one, two, three, four. Oh, but we're so criminal for picking the one seed to win it all. Sloan came I to play today. Yeah, but, okay, so but, but who, here's the thing. Who are your, thing. Who's your final the matchup thing. and this winner? Is, this I want to know. This is the Big Ten tournament. It's not the NCAA tournament. I'll give you a five seed in the final four in the NCAA tournament. Don't get me wrong. We'll Arkansas. get there. We'll get there. I'll, I'll put freaking... I don't know. I'll put Iowa State in the final All right, four. So who right? wins this but, thing? But this is the Big Ten tournament. It doesn't. If you notice conference tournaments, if you flip through the channels, it's one two, one two, one two, yeah. one three, one three. It's all the ones and twos. So does that so mean you have Purdue over Illinois? Illinois versus Wisconsin? Wisconsin is your Big Ten tournament champion. With I the just hate Big that. Ten Look, Player Brennan, of the Year, Brennan, it's National not, Player of the Year candidate Johnny Davis. It's not a bad hate. take at all. It's not no. a bad take at all, and I can totally see that happening. My thing is this, and I've said it a million times. I'm blue in the face. I want to be done with this, but. The most unguardable player right now is Kofi Coburn in the, in this conference. That's fair. In this conference, That's and fair. I just ultimately but you dude, win in this conference and in this month with what you win with shooting. what? No, 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 no. Position you win with what? Point carb. Yep. Well, guards. And and if you want to roll out Curbelo, I kind of get it. But I will also Trent Frazier. Trent, I, just, I love Trent can, Frazier. I understand. I, love I understand that in the end. Michigan State lost to Illinois twice, but you can make an argument that in both games, Michigan State should have both won. Both games came down to a shot. So I, but I, that, I don't, that to me how speaks can you more watch to the, those games and watch the Wisconsin and Purdue games and Because think, Michigan State also beat Wisconsin, beat Purdue. Like I, I to me that speaks more to the conference and the depth thereof than than just with throwing out all these nuts. Like I just I like Illinois to win this tournament. That's that's my bottom line, I guess, what I'm getting to, and I'm rambling at this point. I like Coburn. I hear your point about point guard play. That is the right. big hole with Illinois. Corbello's got to pick it up. I get it. I, I love Trent Frazier, too. I, I, I really do. I just don't. And Brad Underwood. I think I, Brad. I, I think last year was his wake-up call, and I think now he's kind of knighted as like a true battle-tested March coach. We'll I, see. I, I just think the team with the best 
point guard and the best supporting cast to that point guard is going to win. And that's how we've seen it for so years that's and years and years. Well, I, okay, I, I more I, so I think that's I more so think that's Purdue. Purdue with Jay but Ivey. I think Destiny has Wisconsin. I, I just don't think Purdue can beat Wisconsin this year. And Purdue, watch, Purdue's going to see him in the in the Elite Eight and like win that one or something. But I I, I think it, if you want, like you you look at teams nationwide. You look at Baylor. You look at Kansas. You look at Kentucky. You look at Auburn. They've got solid guard play and fantastic All American. Supporters: Jaden Ivey, Travion Williams, Zach Eady, and a lights-out three-point shooter in Sasha Stefanovic, and a great coach. All right, quick one. And Johnny Davis for Wisconsin. Trent, you've already said that you think the best player in this tournament is going to be Coburn. Yep. I think the best player in this tournament is going to be Frazier. Oh, and, and what? <laughs> he's Izzo's guy. Okay, oh, slow down. I'm fine with it. I because I love Trent Frazier. I really do. I I see I him having him- a March moment. I, I, I gave and him a five. I just you're remember, saying Davis. I'm, I guarantee I just, you're saying Davis. Yeah, Johnny Davis. But I just remember watching Trent Frazier be invisible, play five-on-four Michigan State advantage for 35 minutes. But then in he East had 12 Lansing. minutes in the last time. I get, 12, 12 I, points I, I in the last it. time. I get yeah. it. I get it. Like four of them were at the free throw line. And he's though. a great defender. All right. And one, don't get me wrong. He got three in the final the final the seconds, yeah. you know? And, and credit to him. But but you look at, you know, we, we talk all this big game about Tyson Walker uh, against Purdue. He had eight points. Yeah. He had three in the final second. Yep. All right. So one more thing. I'm just, we're going to talk about this off air because we don't want to get in trouble. But. <laughs> Trent and I are going to offer Brendan a nice package for if his prediction goes right versus what we came up with together. Here's the thing. Basically, the Trent and I impact his own Illinois winner bracket. We're going to come up with a nice little thing that's going to be on the line here. We're not going to talk about it on the air, though. So more to come. Look, I gotta say, I, this I better be a big package if I get every pick right. I like Brendan's picks. Like I just, I love this conference, guys. I always talk right. about how I love. I I don't dislike any team from the nine on that. Like Michigan, I could. Michigan is gonna make the tournament. Michigan could go to the Sweet Sixteen. They've got Hunter Dickinson. They've got you know good shooting. I just, I so that to that point, like all jokes aside, I don't dislike any of Brendan's picks. I just like Michigan State in a third matchup with Wisconsin. I think that was the big rift. Other than that, I think Brendan can see Illinois winning. I can see yeah. Wisconsin. Like I think we all agree on that. Right. But it's just, I got Illinois. I got Michigan State beating Wisconsin on Friday. But Who? hey, Michigan State's got to show up against Maryland. <laughs> yeah, That's right. step one. Let's not write that one off yeah. yet. Who is ready to get in the car and drive to Indianapolis? I am. I am ready. Me. So let's see. This is all for for the Impact Is Own pre Big Ten Tournament Edition. I just want a couple of updates. A little bit of housekeeping. You can follow Trent Bally at Trent Bally on Twitter. Impact89fm.org slash sports is the website. He will have recaps for each and every game that Michigan State competes in and wins against Wisconsin. And Brendan and I <laughs> will be on the call for these games, starting with Thursday's game against Maryland. The Impact is own pregame show is at 6 p.m. Tip-off is at 6.30 Eastern, number 7 Michigan State, number 10 Maryland, on 88.9 FM in the Lansing area and impact89fm.org slash listen live. But wait, there's more. You can follow us at WDBM Sports on Twitter for latest updates from Indianapolis. We'll probably document the trip a little bit, too. We definitely will. We'll, We'll put some good content. And final one, 
We will be doing rapid reaction episodes of Impact Zone after each and every Michigan State game in the tournament win or loss, little 20-minute mini episodes from Gamebridge Fieldhouse or the hotel. So stay tuned for those as well. So I think I got everything out of the way. We, we've picked a champion. We've previewed Michigan State, Maryland, and I think we are ready to get in the car and drive. Any, any objections? Or I know Brendan's got a lot of objections. I have many objections. I just want to add. We're going to throw off the air and talk a, about our little thing that we're going to bet. Through 11, Never mind. 11 automatic bids. Or, or, yeah, is that what it's called? Automatic bid. Yeah, automatic bid for winning your conference tournament. I'm six and five. And it's I pretty respectable. Yeah. And, and, and I, I uh, the one that I'm proud of, Loyola Chicago, I picked them to win the MVC. They were, I think, the third seed in that tournament. But I, I want to say to our listeners out there, I know we're probably going to pod pre the tournament. Georgia State? The Panthers of Georgia State. Yes. Look. Mm-mm-mm. Let's oh, go. Hey, I, 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 and not, not only this, you know, good teams win, great teams what? Cover. Cover. Georgia State covered every game in the Sun Belt Tournament. Ooh, that's every juicy. Every single game. Juicy. Including the finals in which they won. Now their fourth tournament win in the past five tournaments because they didn't have the 2020 tournament, so not years. But I think their fourth tournament win in the past five tournaments. Um, they were supposed to win it last year, didn't. Look, I don't care. Unless they draw a one seed or... Auburn is a two-seed. Look out for Georgia State. Just saying. It's worth the look. All right. This has been the Impact Zone podcast. Stay with us for more from Indianapolis. We'll be driving down there immediately after this. So the content is just going to be flowing on all WDBM online and on-air platforms. Stay with us on Twitter as we will document our adventure down there. We're going to see lots of famous people, go places, watch a lot of basketball. (laughs) It's going to be a a time for the ages. It's going to be the who's who of spring break. Oh, who needs Florida? Fort Lauderdale, Indianapolis. How about the Hampton Inn and Suites Indianapolis downtown that we're going to be staying at? I'm not going to live in that hot tub. It's going to be an absolute movie. So with without further ado, keep tuned with us from Indianapolis at all the platforms that we mentioned and right here at the Impact Is Zone. But until tomorrow for Michigan State versus Maryland, we will see you then. But for now, this has been the Impact Is Zone. This has been Impact Is Own. For more, visit impact89fm.org forward slash sports.